Welcome back to WannaMakeABet.com. I'm Jack. This is I'm Cello. Cello. <laughs> uh, we're ready for week eight. Uh, WannaMakeABet.com has reached the, well, I guess it's it's the midway part of the season, even though it's uh, only halfway through 16 weeks. But we uh, we have arrived at the midpoint of the season, which is important for a lot of our leagues because a lot, a lot of our leagues are getting their mid-season injection of points this week. So uh, especially for the New York League, everyone's getting their 25,000 points added. And also for uh, Megabucks South, uh, they're also getting their 25,000. And a bunch of other leagues that are private at the site are getting their mid-season injections this week. And I don't know, Chell, do you need points or you, you got you got a balance there? You know, I've been managing my bankroll fairly well this year, Jack, so far early on. But I know I can tell you historically from a number of times where I have been at zero before week eight and waiting and waiting that this weekend um, and the culmination of week eight is always a very exciting time for players because, uh, you know, you bring people back to life who are at zero. You bring a new hope um, to the season for people that have maybe not been able to wager the last few weeks because they blew up early or whatever the case may be. So I think it's an exciting time. I, I can feel it in the air around the league that people are really pumped uh, as we get closer to getting through this week and getting those units into people's accounts so they can, they can fire away at will. Top five in New York, as of the time of this broadcast, number one is Z Winner. Isn't that your boy? Uh, oh, no, 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 that's not. That's J.E. Sam's. Uh, Z Winner, Canis Lupus. That's, that's my boy. That's, that's your boy. Uh, he's in second. Quick. He's a good player. Quick has got a, a leader has 58,000. Quick is in third place with 51,005. That's Stephen Silver's son, Ethan. And our buddy Gerard Mayone, Syracuse University alum, Crazy Bear, sitting at fourth. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. Gerard must have hit a lot of 14 teasers this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into the card. And yeah. uh, let's just go top to bottom on Sunday. I don't know. Sure. Let's, let's actually let's let's quickly talk about last night because, um, you know, I think mm -hmm. on the podcast we 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 were talking about the Baltimore Tampa game on Monday. Um, I I liked Baltimore. I ended up flip flopping a little bit for reasons that I called out actually in that podcast. That's sort of like I feel like I'm part of the entire country and the expectations that I have on tom brady that he'll just snap out of it at any time yeah and uh and so that made me sort of flip to liking tampa even though i originally liked baltimore in that game and what ended up happening was uh was no surprise basically tom played terrible he was skipping balls off the grass he was inaccurate um and he had a yes, horrible no. game they didn't think, they, their think, defense didn't play well either. They they couldn't stop the run the same way they couldn't in Carolina, but he looked awful. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I'll tell you this. I thought they started the game well. They scored on the first possession. They had the lead. I think it was 10-3 at the half, right? I mean, Baltimore was doing nothing right. Um, obviously they lost Andrews, who's their best player, right? I mean, you gotta admit. And this backup tight end kid from Coastal Carolina came in and took over the game. Friendly. I don't even know who this guy, this guy likely. I'd never even heard of him. Oh, likely. I thought his name was friendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably friendly and he's likable. But the point is, <laughs> the guy makes plays. He was he's he's an interesting um athletic specimen. In other words, he's a tight end, but he kind of looked like a wide receiver, like he's toe tapping, his hands were soft. He oh, made, he's listed he's as a tight end routes. You know, like I was impressed with this kid. Um he was excellent. I mean, obviously when Andrews comes back, I mean, it's his job obviously to take, but I'm saying um, I think what Baltimore did was they recognized that they needed to go back to the sort of that ground and pound, run the ball with Lamar, run the ball with the running backs. And, um, and I was super impressed with their, with the, with the center from um, oh, Baltimore. The kid from Iowa. Oh my God. He was destroying Devin white. I've never seen Devin White taken out of a game the way he was last night. I mean, Devin White is an all-pro linebacker who's among the best in the league at his position. And this guy was blocking him 10 yards down the field and would not let go of him and just drove him into the ground. I mean, it was amazing to see. Tampa yeah. has some, I think, some injuries on defense too, Jack. If you, I mean, realistically, they looked, they looked um they looked exhausted, they looked overworked. 
Baltimore. And they were just on the field for too long. And I, yeah, yeah. I think I called it out. You and I were texting during the game and I was like, this isn't going well. Like they were out there for too long. They were getting long. worn down again, just like they were in Carolina. Yeah. Right. Duver- Duvernay was having a great game and he He's was being like, he was like their Debo Samuel, the way they yeah. started working him in with the sweeps and he was just gashing them. And yeah. uh, I just, I just, I sensed it. Well, they rushed for over 200 yards in the second half. Yeah. Think about that in the NFL. So that is ineptitude in terms of stopping the run. And when Devin White, who's your best tackler, is not making any tackles and they're weak on the back end with injuries, and I think they were missing some guys on the defensive line that are normally there, they were just rendered useless. And at that point, Brady, I don't, I don't know what else he could have really done. I mean, he marched him down the field a few times. They got in there. Obviously, they're struggling in the red zone. They've been struggling in the red zone all year. Even Brady admitted it. Yeah, but are you gonna ball. are you are you gonna tell me that he played a good game? I mean, he was off. I don't think he's the reason they lost. Is what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Let's move on. Um, I think we agree to disagree there. I, I actually do. I, I I lay a lot of that on him last night. I think they had plenty of opportunities. Let's get into the card for this Sunday and let's start, uh, you know, we don't have to, you know, I'm in a, I want to talk about like how I'm approaching this because I'm not betting on every game. I actually, you know, for the most part, I'm participating in these contests where I have to pick five. One of them's uh, at DraftKings and it's a $250 entry and there's a million dollars at stake. Um, I was in a survivor uh, league that was paying out $1.2 million from DraftKings and wow. uh, and I got knocked out with Tampa last week in Carolina. That's why you hate Tampa and you hate Brady. Yeah, and I and I actually when I when I first uh, when I first handicapped that game when I saw it on Monday, I actually felt like my my decision to take Baltimore was partially driven by the fact that he knocked me out. But in the big picture, I just they're reeling. They've lost three straight, and I don't think things are going to turn around for them very quickly. But either way, I'm going to try to zero in on five games. I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to do it in this broadcast. I'll try to do that in the future. But um, let's start at least with Denver at Jacksonville. The so that's the London current, game, right? That's the London game. It's 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, and current line is Jacksonville minus two and a half and 40 and a half. Um the the I think one of the open questions on this, at least initially, was Russell Wilson. It looks like he's going to play. So that said, uh, you have any thoughts on I I this will not be one of my top fives, but I, I have to say that um the way Jacksonville's been playing and Denver's defense, I, I'm willing to forgive Wilson, I think more so than I than I have been with Tom Brady, because I don't feel like he's way past his prime the way Tom is, but I'm leaning Denver in this game. What do you think? You know, I do like their defense a lot. I mean, they really bring it. Um, they're physical. They have good corners. Um, I don't like the coach. I, I, I think he's among the worst in the league. And I think that matters. And also, I think London is a home game for Jacksonville. I think their owners from there, if I'm not mistaken, they've always had this home feel. Um when they go to London, um, I, I like Trevor Lawrence. I like what they're doing there. I know they got rid of Robinson, so they're going to rely on Etnin more, which I think is good for them. I mean, Etnin was very good at Clemson. He had a rough year with the injury last year, but he's, he's really shown me something this year. And I think that it's going to be hard for Jacksonville to move the ball like consistently because Denver's defense is very good, like we talked about. But I just don't know if Russell Wilson – has a grasp of this offense and I don't even know if the offense is any good. I am, I have no confidence in the coach and I think coaching in the NFL matters. I really do, which is one of the reasons I mentioned it even the, on the podcast the other day is I just don't think Todd Bowles is any good. I don't think he's a head coach. And if you look at Tampa, they're in disarray from the top down. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't always go back to the coach, but I think a lot of it does, you know, and I think, that in this instance, I will lean Jacksonville. If I had to bet it, which I don't, obviously, I would take Jacksonville um, in this game. And I, listen, I don't love Peterson. The guy drives me crazy. I don't know if – did you watch the Jacksonville Giant game last week by any chance? Uh, parts of it, only only what I saw in red zone. Let me express to you one thing, that, and, and my friend Todd and I, we text each other back all the time about this, about coaches 
in this league. But this drive me, this drove me crazy. So Jacksonville had a four-point lead at home in the fourth quarter. I think there was about six or seven minutes left. They're on the 20-yard line of the Giants. Okay? It's fourth and one. Now, I understand the analytics and the math. and They don't want to give the ball back, and they can end the game and blah, blah, blah. Make it a seven-point game. I have never seen until the last couple of years with this analytics things, coaches hate points. You yeah. don't understand it. I just, it, it's Baltimore, by the way, Baltimore did it last night, exactly as you just described on the 20 yard. Actually, I think they were on the 10 okay. and the score, the score was 10 to three right. and they had a fourth and two and they did not kick a field goal. And this was not, this was in, well, the, that was third, in the first half. It was this in the first was, half. Yeah. But this, that's even, crazy. that's even more reason to kick it. This, no, this drove me crazy because I don't understand why when you when you've been you're ahead in the game, you're at home, it's the fourth quarter. Why, if you push it to a seven-point game and give the ball back to the Giants, the worst they're gonna do is tie you. Yeah. But when you go for it and miss and give them the momentum, and you know what they did? You know what they did? They came down and scored a touchdown and won the game. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, for the life of me, don't understand why coaches hate points drives me crazy so peterson i know we won a super bowl with uh philly and i give him all the credit in the world especially for beating new england which was you know hey amazing but um in this game i don't like either coach all that much but i do think i lean jacksonville if i have to okay i'm going with denver and the third ranked defense according to football outsiders which is kind of my source of truth for data very good defense without question and um and let's move on so you like jacksonville i like denver in that game next game is none other than the chicago bears at dallas uh this line has been not really moving that much this week that I mean nine and a half and 42 we're, I, I hope we don't disappoint people that you and I are not big totals players. We, we may end up bringing a totals expert from Philadelphia into the show in the future. Is that what you're calling him now, an expert? That's, that's none other than Brad Mason. Uh, but in wow. this game, I know we spoke about this earlier, and I think you're leaning Dallas in this game. I, I initially thought Chicago could keep the momentum going, but a lot of what I've been reading this week and, and seeing online is not – I. Dallas's defense is is just playing amazing and I just I just it's hard for me to picture um you know Justin Fields making much progress against these guys what, what do you think well I mean I'm first of all I'm doing a lot more than leaning this is my bet of the week really yeah I absolutely love Dallas at home this week to bury Chicago really yeah I do I'm not impressed with Chicago I know that they Played a hell of a game the other night against New England. But Dak is his second week back. And I know Zeke is out. And I know that's going to hurt. But Pollard is more than capable. He's actually getting a lot more receptions out of the backfield than Zeke. He's certainly more explosive. When he gets to the second level, if he if he can get through that second level, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel can still be caught at this point. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I love CeeDee Lamb um, in this game. I think he's going to do a lot of damage. And I think the Dallas defense is might be the best defense in football from what I've watched. I know, I know Parsons was a little slow in practice this week, but I think he's playing. And I think he was a full participant today. If I'm not mistaken, you could look it up, but I, I looked into it. So if Parsons is on the field and they have the defense going, they're at home, they're playing an inferior opponent. I am, I am not a believer in Chicago. I know. Justin you don't think Jones. that they've, what, what do you think about the fact that they've struggled a little bit against mobile quarterbacks? Um, specifically I'm not, wor- I'm not worried the- about it. I, I think it's a fast track for them at home. I think their offense is going to dictate, and I think they'll probably get one or two turnovers that will result in points, maybe even defensive touchdowns for them, because Justin yeah. is horrible throwing the ball. He is just not accurate, and he's still young, and he makes mistakes, and I – I think Dak is going to have a big breakout game. I think Pollard's going to be big. And I don't think this game's close. Yeah. I think Dallas wins this game um, by more than three touchdowns. It's a lot of points. Um, and I don't think nine Chicago, and a half. I don't think Chicago has been in. Uh, I think a lot for, you know, a lot of the people that like the bears, they've been in a lot of close games this year and they have not lost a game by more than nine. So them getting nine and a half or, you know, by game time, I'm sure it'll be 10, 10 and a half. I don't know about it's that. Lot, it's it a lot of wood shop. 
the, the line has not moved. Um, obviously, they lost their best pass rusher this week. Went to the Eagles, right, yeah. in that trade. Yeah. So that hurts them. Um, Roquan Smith was basically crying over that. I saw. Kind of I news. saw. So that hurts their defense. It doesn't help. And I feel like um, they might be feeling themselves a little bit coming off that Patriots win. I think they're ripe for a beating. And I love Dallas. Okay. I don't feel as strongly about the Bears as you do about Dallas. So uh, I, I wish you luck with that one. Thanks, Let's bro. move on to uh, New England Patriots at the New York Jets and AFC East battle that you and I are so used to seeing living in the New York area. Um, we ever. I I think we may disagree about this one. I, I think you're leaning New England. And um, Absolutely. I, hear, I, know, I know the reasons why. You think they were looking ahead last week, and it's a it's a great sort of buy low opportunity on the Patriots, but the Jets, it, it's hard to argue with what they've been doing, especially their defense. And I know Zach Wilson is really he's ranked in the bottom. I'm, I'm going to pull up the numbers here, but he's definitely they don't let him. A, don't he's a bottom let, five quarterback. They don't let him do anything, Jack. Okay, they hand the ball off. The thing is, this you got to understand, Brees Hall with the ACL is an enormous loss for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was had something about him that he was a special back. And I think that that's a blow to them. And I also think that losing Vera Tucker is a big blow to them. I mean, you can't just keep plug and placing on the offensive line. And the Jets have been winning games with defense and running the ball and not making mistakes. And that's been a good formula. And they have a good kicker. They got Zwerlein, Greg the Leg, who's amazing. He can make 50 yarders in his sleep. So that's good for them. Their special teams have been good too. Yeah, I'm not Hall saying the Jets ranked, are... Hall is ranked sixth in, of all running backs. Yes, I'm trying to tell you that. I had him on my fantasy team. The point is this I respect what the Jets are doing. I think they're a very good young football team. I, I'm not bashing the Jets, but I don't think that their schedule has been very difficult. I think they've had a couple instances where they played teams that are down that you would think going into the season, Oh, they're going to lose this game. They're going to lose this game. And it just didn't work out that way. You know, um, you know, they played Denver without Wilson. They played uh, the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was, has been a shell of himself. They have no receivers. So I just think that, you know, Belichick's going to come into this game prepared. I think the defense will be ready to roll. Judon is going to be a beast. Um, and especially with you, is this one of your top plays though? I mean, it's so, how do you have confidence in a team that lost to the bears and they, they, they lost to the Packers. It's just, I hear what you're saying, but like to like, I don't listen. I don't have, again, like you, I'm not betting every one of these games, Yeah, but I have a strong feeling that new England is going to be ready to go and that the jets are going to finally get a test you know, in the division that they haven't really had yet. And I think they're going to, this is the week where they, they get tripped up. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the state of Pennsylvania and your Pittsburgh Steelers on the road at Philly getting, yeah, once again, this number 10, it's 10 and a half. Yeah. It's 10 uh, went up to 11 actually in the middle of the week. Now it it's won't matter. And a half and 43. Honestly, and honestly, Jack, 20 won't be enough. Really? Why? Um, first of all, the Eagles are the best team in the league in the NFC, other than Buffalo. They, they struggle to finish games, though. You know, they 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 don't score in the fourth quarter. They can't put people away. And what makes you think they're going to do that this week? Why don't you look up Jalen Hurts' numbers and why don't you look up their defense's numbers and tell me they're not that, that they're not the best team in the NFC? Listen, no, I know, I, I agree with that part, but it's and, covering uh, ten points part that I struggle with. Listen, I watch the Steelers every week. I know where we are. We have a very weak offensive line. Najee is not running. Um, we have a rookie quarterback, and I know he's played a lot of football. He's a fifth-year player from Pitt, and he's very good. And he, I like his moxie, and I like his skill set. But, you know, he makes mistakes. He's a young player. We don't have right now the defense to stop Philadelphia. They're just going to do what they want to do yeah. against us. They have very good offensive players. They have A.J. Brown. They have Devonta Smith. They have an amazing tight end. They have Miles Sanders, and even their backup running backs are good. And they have Jalen, who, by the way, is dominating. And Jalen might be the MVP this year. Wow. He's, he, he, you watch his numbers and watch him continue to grow. He runs the ball in. 
Believe me, he's having That's a crazy. heck of a year. To me, there's Still only two. Year. There's only two people in the MVP race. Yeah, I mean, obviously Josh Allen and Mahomes and, and Mahomes. I understand, but you named both AFC guys. I'm saying that Jalen Hurts is leading his team, and you want to say quietly you're not impressed with him, then you're not in fantasy, obviously, and you don't have him like I do every week. The guy is a monster. Okay. Well, I just think of him as a running back. That's where I, I struggle with him. He's not. He throws the ball nicely. He can throw on the run. He's learned. He's become more accurate. He's a leader. And I think um, we're in trouble this week. I mean, the Steelers are in trouble. I mean, that's it. They're a better team than us. And historically, they own us in this matchup. We never win this game. Even I remember we, that often. We brought – no, we play him once every three to six years. But whenever we go there, we went there with Ben one year. We got – I mean, we got, I think we got shut out or it was – 27 three or something it was it was bad football we we can't do anything mm -hmm. i don't like us this week at all and i feel he's on a roll right now and you know what they say about undefeated teams you don't bet into that yeah i'm not i'm not looking to back pittsburgh here i'm just saying that um again these these there's a few this week that are 10 points like this one in buffalo and and dallas it's it's mm -hmm. just sort of like it's uh it's, it's laying a lot of wood in the nfl and as we saw, yeah, last but week, you know, something, Jack, there's a lot of bad teams. I know. And the Steelers are a bad team. And I'm a Steeler fan. We're not a good football team. Yeah. Philadelphia is an elite team. Okay. Let's move on. Um, yeah, I like the honesty on your own team there. I don't always hear that out of you. Miami well, at Detroit. <laughs> listen, it's sobering despite the uh, bourbon. It's sobering. I have to admit it, <laughs> but I'm going to admit it. You know, we're a struggling team. We're rebuilding. We have a young quarterback. We don't have TJ Watt. We're, we're weak on defense and, you know, we're growing, you know, it's, it's going to take a while for us and we have a very hard schedule. Yeah. Miami laying three and a half on the road to the feisty Detroit Lions. 51 is the total. This line, this line was at three a lot this week. Uh, I guess on the 23rd for a few hours, it was at three and a half, but it's, I it, only saw it, three it really didn't pop to the other side of three until I didn't see three at all. I saw three and a half the whole week. Yeah. The 25th. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's already been three days, but I feel like this is that extra hook is just, might be enough to get me interested in the lions in this game. Um, I don't know what, I don't Same. know what you think. I, I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to put them in my top five. Cause I, I really try to avoid putting bad teams in my top five. That's kind of like one of my, one of my strategies as much as I get drawn to them. Probably but, makes um, sense. But I feel like this is too many for Miami to be laying in this spot. Simple question for you. I don't know if you know the answer is I'm on St. Brown playing um i don't have the latest injury information but i know he's, he's on watch yeah they're a different they're a different team when he plays yeah um and he's their number one wide receiver and he's a super exciting player i i don't know you mentioned the word feisty when you said the lions and i don't know like are they feisty anymore well are you had them last you had him last week against dallas and if they didn't fumble going into the end zone but they, they were going to cover against your mighty dallas cowboys but they did fumble is my point and they had a chance to review a play for a touchdown and the coach didn't do it he kept that red thing in his freaking sock like a dummy so <laughs> you know what that costs people games and that that's makes a difference yeah and i just don't know I mean, is Swift going to play again? Is he still out? I mean, they have a lot of guys out. And Goff looked horrible to me last week. Yeah. The minute that guy St. Brown went out, they have nobody. So the injuries matter, Jack. You'd see NFL, you know, that you can, you're running these guys out there. And ironically, it didn't matter so much last night when they lost Andrews and this kid out of nowhere, Coastal Carolina kid, dominated the game. That doesn't really happen that often. You know what I'm saying? You know, a NFL. lot of people, yeah. A lot of people are talking about that the return of this rookie Josh Pascal. Uh, okay, that he's the you know the strong side defensive end, and that's going to free up Hutchinson, and they're going to suddenly have great pass rush this week, and that should that should mean that Tua is going to struggle. So there's you know there's there's a little bit there, but um, I think Detroit. I don't know. I, I think when I looked at the game initially, I thought it was a great matchup for Tua. I think Detroit's defense on the back end is weak. They let up yeah. a ton of points usually every week. And I know you weren't impressed with Dallas's offense last week and neither was I against them, but I think they were trying to kind of protect Dak in the first week back. 
And it was like, just, we can run on them and we're going to play great defense. And I don't think they were scared by their offense. So this week, I feel like Tua has got a really nice matchup. I mean, he's got Waddle, you know, he's got Tyreek Hill. I mean, who the hell is going to cover Tyreek Hill in a dome on that track? No. Right. I mean, if Tua yeah, can yeah, stay no. upright. Their, their defense is right. Uh, let me tell you. It's got to be bottom five in the NFL, doesn't it? It I mean, is just the guessing. 31st ranked. Yeah. So the only right. team worse than them on defense is Atlanta, but yeah. is yeah, yeah that, that that doesn't bode well for them against Tyreek Hill and. But this is the thing that you also have to acknowledge that I also acknowledge, and we talked about this in the first podcast. Detroit is a different team at home. Yeah. So I like Detroit generally when they're getting points at home. I do not love Detroit all the time on the road. Now, mm -hmm. last week was an exception because of the fact that seven and a half that I locked in, I thought was a good number. Yeah. I felt like I was on the right side. And like you said, if they didn't fumble and they went in or if they reviewed it and it was a touchdown, they're up 13, 10 in the fourth quarter and they cover that game, you know, but um, again, it's a game of inches and decisions and it didn't work out for me, but I generally like you in this game would probably lean to Detroit if I'm getting that half a point, because I like that. Three and a half. I like them as underdogs at home because they, I just feel like they play better, their best football, especially on offense, they play at home. Yeah. So I think I'm with you on that if we can get three and a half. But okay. I think it's high scoring, Jack. It I think won't be. I think yeah. it's high scoring. I would go over 50 that game. Yeah, that's a key number, that 51. Yeah. Um, it looks like it may even go. Oh, it was it was briefly above that, but it might be might close at fifty one. All right, let's move on to a game. I think we both agree on, and that's Arizona at Minnesota. Uh, that's up to four. Um, it actually opened at six, so Arizona has been actually taking money all week, which is not a surprise because you and I both like them. Yeah, and forty nine. But I think like what we saw from Arizona, which was. By the way, they're getting a, this is a nice rest for them because that was the previous Thursday night game, right? Yeah. So they're getting but, 10 days. Yeah, but uh, Minnesota's off a of bye. Oh, Minnesota's off a of bye. Okay, fine. So not an advantage, but so no advantage. But good rest, good rest nonetheless for Arizona yeah. um, against the team coming off a of bye. Yeah, I, have I think we both like that. Arizona here. I think I think that that's a lot of points in this kind of a game. I mean, I think like we talked about in the first cast i think arizona's a different team with hopkins back you agreed they're just a more confident offense i feel like kyler's a different player when he knows that d hop is out there and that he can get the ball to him and i think it spreads the field for them it gives Ertz some more opportunities it gives their second and third wide receivers more opportunities the concern i have with arizona really is the defense i mean they don't they just i don't know i just don't seem i don't seem to trust them um, in a big spot and cousins at home is a very different player historically than cousins on the road, you know, and, yeah. and Jefferson is a scary receiver as far as production. He's super, super tough to cover. He runs great routes. Um, I think Dalvin cook is back and healthy, especially off the bye. So again, I can see a high scoring game here. Yeah. And I think if you're getting three and a half, four, or even if it goes to five, I mean, who knows, I would take the points there and look, for Kyler to keep them in and I think he'll probably have the ball late probably down six or seven with a chance to cover and maybe go for two and they don't get it and you kind of I feel like it's that kind of a game you know like it's going to be down to the end in the fourth quarter and within a score of each other that's the way I look at this game and in that kind of a game I think I want those points you know especially if it's more than three yeah I mean Minnesota has this tendency to give up leads it's like if they're ahead, they'll give up the lead. If they're behind, they're going to come back. Yeah. I, I see it like like you, like coming down to the last possession. I am a little nervous about Kyler because he's 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 so unpredictable. And he's, he's uh, you know, I think he's a bottom five quarterback. I don't think that's true. But I know they've had a really hard time. But again, Jack, you got to realize, if you're in the NFL and you take your number one wide receiver off your offense, your quarterback is not going to be as good. Yeah, I know. And I do like what they do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so not a fan of this Kingsbury on Arizona, but I actually think what he did with Hopkins, like moving him around 
um, and putting him more as like a slot receiver and just letting him like improvise. I mean, it's yeah. not improvising. He's actually just, he, it, it's deliberate, but it's, that's what they should be doing with him. Yeah. I think there's, there's success there. I think they're a different team. I think the first part of the season without him was an aberration. I know they, they I think they've scored zero points in the first quarter for the year. I don't I mean, I don't, I know that's an outlandish thing, but I think that might be true. Or they're certainly the lowest scoring team in the league in the first quarter. Is that I right? Think those day, I think, yeah, it is. I think those days are behind them now with D hop. I think they're a different team and I'm not sure if James Connor's healthy yet, but when he gets healthy, and you mix him in with D-Hop and, and Ertz, I think Arizona is a surprise team in the second half that can really do some things and come out of nowhere in that division to, um, to really make a strong push here. So I, um, you know, that's how I feel about Arizona, and I think they'll be in this game, and I think they'll have a chance to win it at the end. I don't know if they will. But yeah, I, like four, I like four points. Me too. Uh, this is like heavy consideration for my top five. Let's move to uh, a game that I know I'll be passing on, and that is Oakland. Uh, sorry, um, the, the Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders at the yeah. Saints. <laughs> it's hard to say that, right, Jack? I know. It's been, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's hard to track how many cities they've been in over the years. But What's harder to say, Las Vegas or Commodore, uh, Commanders? Definitely commanders. I still call them the Redskins. I call Me too. them, you know, the Cleveland Indians. Uh, and by the way, why, why did the chiefs get to keep their name? Uh, it's not offensive to people. Why the chiefs? Because if you're the chief, like you're the, you know, you're the King, you know, the chiefs, everybody wants to be known as a chief, you know, Jesus. <laughs> and then like, really they, yeah, I mean, that can, you can take that argument in so many directions, even like, Stop. You know the I'm sure the Yankees offend somebody. Listen, I don't. You know, we shouldn't veer into this subject. It has nothing to do with football, <laughs> so I don't want to get any political content on here because that just turns people off. And I just a matter so of time. Let's stick to football. But um, listen, I, I think that game is very interesting to me, honestly. And really? I don't have. Yeah, I, I'm having a really happy this game because I like Derek Carr. Um, I like uh, the fact that they're two and five. I mean, to me, this is a must win for Las Vegas. It really, yeah. really is like they they're in a very tough division. They have on the path to being a regular playoff team. And I'm not so sure right now um, after their start, which has been very frustrating for them. They must feel like they need to win games and stack wins. And this is a winnable game. Saints have not been great on defense this year, despite what they're what they what they thought they would be preseason. You know, on the defensive side, so I'm having a hard time on this. I, what's the line? It's like one, right, or something like that. One and a half. Yeah, it is one. Um, it's been. It, it's funny that it started off with the Saints were laying one, and now they're getting one. So it crossed over, but it was yeah. it was up to. And in the middle of the week, or actually, that was our that was last weekend, like the pregame. Or the or the the pre flop line before ah. before the, the this week started was 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 Raiders minus two and a half. Um, wow! Now it's down to one and forty nine. So high scoring game, come down to the last possession. I'm with I you. Know. I I think the Raiders are a better team than their record shows, and so do I. And um, you know, they're not gonna. I don't see them as a playoff team this year you know given given their current record and given who they're up against in the uh in the AFC West I mean the, the, West, Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs are obviously going to win it and I I kind of feel like you know despite everything going wrong with the Chargers they'll probably be the second best team in that division but the Raiders are uh I mean they they have they have weapons and I'm I'm kind of a car fan also but this but, is the thing uh, that gives this me game, though, this, I just the, I, I don't the, have any sense of like they're they're being like the right side of this game. Yeah, the thing that gives me pause about the Raiders is they they've had a propensity this year to I mean just late in games just not get it done. You know, mm -hmm. I mean they had you know they rallied back in Tennessee, they scored the tying touchdown, they went for two, they didn't get it, they lost by two. Like they they're in these games, but they they don't really the one thing that I'm impressed with with the Raiders recently among any, among most things is Josh Jacobs just exploding. So, I mean, I feel like if they can dictate on the ground with Jacobs, 
it really makes things a lot easier for Carr. Um, two things I'd have to look into from an injury standpoint is Waller playing. Is he back? Because when they have Waller and Renfro and Jacobs running the ball the way he is with Devontae Adams, they have to be considered one of the more dangerous teams on offense in this league. Yeah. With those skill position players. Now I know New Orleans is still missing Michael Thomas. I mean, it's a shame what happened to this guy. Like I know, but you know, it's funny. I, I was reading, I was reading about um, you know, another Buckeye, the rookie, Chris Olave. And he's his, very good. His his uh his average target is the highest in the NFL. It's like yeah, seven, because it's like 17 yards per target. It actually is a higher per target average than even Tyreek Hill. And so he now, I mean, he has he's faster than Michael Thomas. He's not as big, but basically yeah, but Jack, he's the guy now that they're gonna why. be targeting. And the Raiders, the Raiders, I think the Raiders pass defense is like 26th in the league. And so the feeling here is that. You know, I, I know it's Andy Dalton, but th that's that's the sort of the the thinking behind backing the Saints and their defense, which hasn't been playing that well. But that that that's that's the reason to believe this week for those guys. I guess, and I understand it. I have Alave on my fantasy team. He's been very good outside of the concussion that he got in that one game. But part of the reason his targets are so high is because Michael Thomas isn't on the field. Yeah. So you bring Michael Thomas on the field, you're going to start losing targets to Alave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. And Kamara. You know, he's, 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 he's vulturing targets because Thomas isn't playing, but you know, Taysom Hill is very interesting at tight end. He is, he is an X factor for the saints and Kamara is healthy. Yeah. So it's very hard to handicap this game. This game is a skip for me. I, I cannot. Me too. But I, I, the, I mean, the more I think about it, I, 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 it's not in my top five either, but I, I, I lean saints here. Yeah, I don't, you know, listen, I have Lutz. I think he's a good kicker. He can make 50 yarders in his sleep. Um, I just feel like the urgency is on the side of the Raiders to really get this done. And that doesn't mean I'm going to bet them. It's just yeah. my opinion. Let's move to uh, a great NFC South battle, Carolina at Atlanta. I think we disagree on this one, but I, I think that I'm going to continue to ride Carolina after their win over Tampa last week. I, I, I've been impressed with them. And especially last week, I thought they looked great. I don't think PJ Walker has to do much in this game. I think they just have to keep running these two guys. And, uh, and Chuba, what's his name? Chuba Hubbard or something? Chuba yeah, Hubbard. <laughs> um, Hell of a game. But I think, I think like Atlanta's defense is, is the worst in the league. It's, it's the, it's the lowest rated defense in the league and worse than the Lions. I think so. Let me just double check that. It's uh, I think it's top, maybe bottom five. I don't know. I didn't know it was the worst, but I mean, yeah, Atlanta, to... Atlanta, they're ranked 32. Yeah. Yeah. They're not good. Um, so, I mean, look, we, we saw what Cincinnati did to them and I'm not saying yeah. Carolina is Cincinnati, but was Cincinnati that they were scoring at will. And, and the thing about it is that um, I think they're, they're one good player. Uh, I forget his name is uh, AJ Terrell. He was like holding that unit together and he's out. Yeah. And so now he's I mean, what are they going to do on this? How are they going to stop Carolina and Carolina's got a great pass rush. This yeah. is going to be, a, I think this is a long day. I think Carolina's going to win the game outright. I know how you feel about them. Like they have a chip on their shoulder. They lost their coach. They lost all these players. And they're like a bunch of guys that are just banding together and playing football. And a lot yeah. of times I think that can matter. Um, Atlanta is not an exceptionally talented team. Mariota, I think, has done a nice job. They have one of the great young tight ends in the league in Kyle Pitts. They don't seem to get him the ball yeah. enough, which to me is to my liking. And I know they're a different team without Cordell Patterson. And Patterson's been hurt. Is he back this week? I don't because know. If, we need better injury if, information for this podcast, but I, yeah, I think it's also early on Friday to like be making these calls, but that, I get it, that's but certainly like, something to watch. I, I got to say like, that's their best player. Like if Atlanta has Cordell Patterson, yeah, their offense is so much more diverse. And yeah. So much more effective with Mariota and him with the RPOs and all this stuff. It's a yeah. different team. So yeah. that's something to look into. I also think. Listen, you can't since, disagree with me that. There must be people on the Carolina Panthers right now thinking 
we can win this division. Like with how bad Tampa's playing, Atlanta sucks, and the Saints aren't much. Listen, despite everything that happened, Carolina must be thinking we could win this division. There's people on every team in that division that think they can win it, even the Saints. Yeah. No, I know, so, but it's not unrealistic if you're on no. Carolina, despite everything that happened, to say that they could pop there. They're in it. Listen, let's just say this. I am not a believer in this guy, PJ Walker. I mean, I know he had a game where he threw a couple balls and they ran it down their throat and Tampa didn't show up. Yeah. If they win this week and they can stack some wins, maybe I'll feel differently. I don't think Carolina is any good. And I certainly wouldn't be putting money on them. Or you yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't think he's great. Uh, I don't know. If I, I were you, I don't I even know not, if I think he's good. If I were you, I would not be putting this game in my top five. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he's a, I don't even know if, I, yeah, he is a good quarterback. He's not even close to great, but, um, but he doesn't have to do much to beat the Atlanta Falcons. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, let's move on to, I think we're got to be into the late games. No, already we're taking a long time. Tennessee at Houston. Another That's a division game. game, right? Yep. AFC South, which is like, has to be the worst division in the NFL. It's even worse than the NFC South. What is it with the South? Um, but <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee's minus two and a half and Houston 40 and a half. I don't know. I have like no opinion on this game. I got to tell you, Jack, that line is really low for some reason. I don't understand yeah. it. I mean, either Vegas doesn't really believe in what Tennessee's selling or something fishy's happening here. I know Houston's at home. But no, that Houston's at home. I know they are, but my point is two and a half. Yeah. I mean, when you have Derrick Henry, you're only laying two and a half on the road against Houston, who's a doormat. Yeah. Something, smell, something smells about this game. I'd be very careful. Mills is capable sometimes a quarterback. Pierce is really emerging as a running back for Houston. Um, they have a bunch of no-name guys that I can't even name on fantasy, tight ends that you'd never hear of that catch touchdowns. And I know their defense isn't great, but I'll tell you, is it Lubby Smith? No, not Lubby. It's um, who's yeah, their he's coach? the head coach. Yeah, he's the head coach, right? Yeah. He's got that gray beard now. Yeah, he looks like There's, he's 90. He looks like Uncle Ben or something like that. He's got that crazy beard that came in. He looks great. <laughs> but um, I, I'd be scared because that line to me just is weird. Like, why isn't Tennessee giving six and a half in that game? Well, because they... You know, I don't understand. Their, their secondary isn't great. Houston's been feisty. And Derrick Henry, despite his recent success, like got off to a bad start in the year. And I, he's been he's been he's been do, doing great the last three weeks. He's um, amazing. I love Derrick Henry so much. I've had him in fantasy a bunch of times. He's won me leagues twice. He's so yeah. good over the last five years. I just think the line is weird. I think I, I I'm with you game. though. I think they're undervalued here. I, I, I think they should be laying the uh, on the other side of three. And oh I, my god, yeah. yeah. I something doesn't but feel right about it. It doesn't change the fact that these are two bad. These are bad teams. I don't think Tennessee's a bad team. I think they're really? well coached. I think they've had some injuries. I think that um, they're capable. Certainly, if you watch the last few years under Vrabel, Tennessee's been a very good team. Are you kidding me? They can go yeah. in anywhere and beat anyone at any time. If Derrick Henry. And, and that and that type of thing, you play defense and you run the ball and you don't turn it over, you can win in December. And that's that recipe for them. But Why this I like, game yeah. is weird that that line is so short. And I know it's a division game, but I'd be careful here. I, I mean, it looks too easy to me. I think the I, I the more I look at this, I, I I think the Titans might might sneak into my top five here. I, I just because Houston is one of the worst teams to stop. They cannot stop the run. I think they're the worst team in the NFL against the run and Derek Henry playing well is going <laughs> to is going to make that stat even worse. I agree. Why is it two and a half? Who knows? Let's move on. Um, game of the day, I would say on Sunday. Is the New York Giants at Seattle? Um, I think this is going to, I think this line is going to go above three. It started at two and a half, one and a half. It, and it went to it three, two and a half. Now it? it's still three, it's but three. I just okay. think the, I think the party's over for the giants. I think the travel, I, I know it's like people are sick and tired of hearing that, but 
you go to London and then you go to Jacksonville and then you got to fly all the way to the West Coast and play against this team. And this team's hot and their crowd is crazy. I, I, do you see them winning this game? Who? The Giants. I like the giant money line here. I don't think that real team. Yeah. I think when you have a team like this in the NFL, that's underappreciated every week and they just keep winning. And I think that Dable might be the coach of the year in the NFL, for what he's done with this group. And I think that they're underappreciated. They're not turning the ball over. They play very good defense. Um, and Seattle is being basically, I think over um, appreciated. I know Gino's been very good. I don't think their schedule's been all that tough. And I know Carol's a great coach. They lost Metcalf to a knee injury. He's their best Did player. You see that, he's not playing. So that's the bust. That I think is big. Um, that Metcalf is not playing. And I think that the Giants, until they lose a game, I don't see how you bet against them. I'm just looking at that. I, you know, speaking of a soft schedule, I, I feel like the Giants. I mean, they do. I mean, they don't really have a very hard schedule outside of their division, which is why I think they're going to be easily a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, they 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 squeaked by the Titans. They played Carolina. They won that game, but and they they're barely winning these games. Um, they lost to Dallas. Okay, they beat the Bears, but not that handily. Beat the Packers in London. Beat Jacksonville. And they I think beat, you and I and they probably beat the Venmo this game. I mean, I'll take the Giants plus the three right now for yeah. the Venmo 20. If done. you like Seattle, okay, done. done. Good luck. Done. 20 bucks. I'm laying the three. Yeah, I you love Gino. Gino. Gino's your guy. It's not just that. I think the defense has been playing great, and he's like a top-ranked quarterback. They're a top-ranked offense, and I just think that it's uh, – I don't know how the Giants are going to get up for this game. I got to tell you, I think the Giants get up now for every game with this coach and I think they believe that they have been so discounted and had such a bad couple of years under that other loser coach they had. Yeah. Joe judge. That they're yeah. a different, that they're a different team. And I, I'm really excited to watch Saquon and Kenneth, this guy, Kenneth Walker, the third, that, that, that uh, Seattle took from Michigan state, who is an emerging star in the NFL. Yeah. And it's going to be very cool to watch these two running backs duel it out. I think it should be a real close game, but the Giants will find a way to win in the fourth quarter like they always do. We agree to disagree. Let's move on. This is also another good game. The San Francisco you know, NFC West battle, 49ers at the Rams. Fantastic this is definitely going to be one of my top five. I like the 49ers. Yeah, I like, I'm with you on that. I like the 49ers. I think it's too much to handle now with that offense, with all the guys that they have. If you think about it, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle. You got C-Mac. Um, if Jimmy can avoid being Jimmy, you know, and making those dumb mistakes that sometimes he does, even as handsome as that guy is, he makes some boneheaded plays, man. Oh, but if he can avoid... He, that's what I fear in this game, yeah. is that he's he's been my kryptonite, personally, yeah. as a gambler. I yes. mean, what he has done to me, it's, oh. it's like, you know how there's these players and these teams that know... what If you take, if you bet on them, yes. they'll fuck you. And yeah. if you bet against them, They'll they'll light you up. Yeah. And, and and that is that is Jimmy for me. Yeah. Jimmy, I, I Jimmy mean, if I have the biggest bet of my of the season on the 49ers, he will step out of the back of the end zone and take a <laughs> moment. <laughs> but you know, in this game, like we all know the 49ers have they've terrorized the Rams for for most of Sean McVay's career. Yes. Um, and I know I know they won a big game last year at the end of the year, but they sure did. They own them. And, and by the way, that that I think them winning that game said they said to themselves, we're going to win the Super Bowl now. But yeah. I mean, I, I feel it was that big of a hurdle for them. Agreed. But, but listen, the Rams are struggling this year. The Rams are not the same team they were last year. You got to get it through your head. They're not. Oh, I, I, I could not agree more. And it's just it goes along with the like you have to accept what we've been seeing and that yes that, like when you talk about tampa the packers the the rams like they played they're not playing well no and, and they, they barely beat carolina and i had them in survivor that week but yeah um, you mentioned play it, well I that remember. week yeah and they they don't have a running back like they're just not doing anything well yeah the the one thing i would say about them is that and i know that um all year long i know and especially the beginning of the year stafford's elbow is an issue and and 
they kind of covered it up out there yeah. like, oh, he's fine and this and that. But, you know, when you're a quarterback and you're throwing the ball every week 40 times, whatever it may be, and you're practicing all week, when you have a bad elbow and your throwing arm, it's not pleasant. You know, I mean, you, you know, you need injections, you have pain, you don't have the strength that you normally have. And I get it. And I think that they lost OBJ. They brought in Allen Robinson, who was supposed to be. And I always loved Allen Robinson. I mean, the guy's a real talent, but they haven't really until last week, uh, not last week because they had a bye, but the week before, really figured out how to work him in. But they finally did last yeah. week, uh, the last game before the bye. Allen Robinson finally said, I'm on the Rams. Throw me the ball. Yeah. And that makes me nervous about betting against them because if you have Cup and now Robinson and Higby and that third guy that no one knows his name, I forget his name, Van Jefferson or whatever the hell his name is, and they can start running the ball, then the Rams can get back to being the Rams. But I haven't seen a lot of it in the beginning of the year. But if this guy, Allen Robinson, emerges as a true threat on the other side of Cup, it makes a big difference for them on offense. Big. You know what the pro <clears throat> and the problem with that is, is their offensive line sucks. They're like, they're like in the top uh, percentile, I mean, top 10, I think, of, of allowing pressure, right? Yeah, and, so everything, and so everything they throw is like really quick, right? Yeah, it's they've quick passes to cup. And like he, he's got to get rid of it so fast because of the pressure. And now you combine that with the 49er pass rush there, and they're only going to rush four because – there is it's just such a bad recipe for for what's going wrong with the rams right now yeah that, um that they i can't just, protect stafford that's right and uh so but this is the, this is the is thing like Jack, before before you say that i'm sorry if i stepped on you there but if, before you say that you got to look at the injury report san francisco's been missing a lot of guys on defense especially on the d line and i know and, and if those guys are not playing then that's less of a concern for stafford this week no, I know, and I know that they're gonna they're gonna have a better bill of health this week than they had last week. I I, yeah. I know we have to track that, and we we won't know until game time. That's the other thing you gotta watch. Shit. You gotta guys yeah. when you're betting units, you have to look at the injury reports, guys. It's very very important. Like I was terrified all week with Baltimore because I had no idea whether Andrews was gonna play or not last yeah. night, and he right. stepped out onto the field. I mean, how do you get this information? He tried to go, and then he, he still went. was hurt. Yeah, he went and he was hurt. Like I know, Julio he got went, tackled Julio, once. Yeah, Julio went last night. He's been out all year with the knee. He caught a pass over the middle. The guy tackled him. His knee wasn't right. And, you know, he wasn't right the rest of the night. So and then he scored. You know what? I got it for Julio Jones. He showed so much heart at the oh end of that game. God. When he went in for that touchdown, I at was first, I was, like a knife. I was watching that with incredible with, with Benny, who's my son. And he, 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 he just like sat down and watched like three minutes of football last night with me. Yeah. And I was explaining to him what happened with Julio. That took a lot of fucking balls to, to, to do what he did there. Yeah. Showed a lot of heart. He did show heart. And I think he became like, almost became a Buccaneer last night. If that's yeah. a weird thing to say, but like, like there were no timeouts or he needed, it was fourth and goal and he yeah. needed to get in and he, and saw he had to get yards there. after the cat. He had to get like six, seven yards and after the catch. He got it. And he dove first, like a hot knife through butter through those guys. It would not be denied. I was impressed with that too, Jack. Okay, so are you disagreeing with me? Are we? This is another twenty dollars Venmo bet, or are you? No, are I like San Francisco. I oh, like San Francisco. Okay. I like the history of the team. I'm just going to make sure the de the defense has some guys back because if they don't, it's a skip for me. Yeah. But um, if they if they're if they're back on defense and they're bringing a, a full team here, I, I like San Francisco in the game. Okay. Um. Here's a yawner at, at on the late card. Washington at the Colts. You know, you I, say I'm leaning toward. I, this is, won't make my top five, but I'm definitely leaning toward the Commanders. There, I said it uh, in this game, and I I can't believe they quit on uh, on Matt Ryan. And I, I actually don't think that was Frank Reich's decision. I mean, I would love to like dig into that a little bit more, but I can't believe he got benched. He he's he. <laughs> has plays with so much heart still. I mean, I know he's older, um, but I feel like he wasn't their problem. Do you, do you agree with that? Well, by the way, I could not disagree with you more, which really? is really great. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan is done. I think he's horrific. As a matter of fact, Matt Ryan, nobody, 
takes a sack like Matt Ryan, curls up in a ball and lays down. He is <laughs> okay? I despise Matt Ryan. I think he's horrible and he should be cut. And I'm actually looking forward to this game. And I'm going to Venmo you 20 because I like this kid, Ellinger. I like him a lot. And he lit up preseason. Frank Reich loved him in the preseason. But the GM, Ursay, signed this Matt Ryan dinosaur. Dinosaur. Fossil of a guy who has been yeah. horrible. I have bet the Colts and lost so many units on the Colts this year, including last week in a Wong teaser. Plus eight and a half, they lose by nine because Matt Ryan threw, threw a pick six yeah. and another interception. He, I am so happy he's done. I hope he never plays another game again in the league. That's how much I hate Matt Ryan. I think he is awful. And I think the future starts this week with the Colts win at home with Sam Ellinger. Well, we're going to bet on this game because I, I, 100%. I totally disagree. And I think like, you know, how I was what I was saying about Jimmy, how he's been my kryptonite. This guy, Matt Ryan, throughout his career has been incredible for me. He, he, he I'm always on the right side. Not always, but most of the time I, 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 I pegged him correctly. And, hmm. you know, and almost, almost entirely when it was in Atlanta, because he hasn't really, this is his first year with the Colts, right? But I got him right so often. Yeah, did you have him in Atlanta. that Super Bowl when he blew the 28-3 lead? Did you have him then? Um, I don't know that I had the Patriots in that Super Bowl. He was on Atlanta. I never have a big bet on the Super Bowl either way, because I yeah. you know, those lines are usually sharp. But yeah, Matt Ryan and I um, have had a very contentious relationship in our gamble in my gambling career. The guy never wins. Yeah. I think he's horrible. And I am so happy to see the Colts move on from him. I think this kid Ellinger brings a lot because he can run. He's extremely mobile. He's tough. I don't remember him from Texas. I don't know if you watched him at Texas. I do. I, I I can't believe that's what we're dealing with now. Like that's, and I know well, that you have a, model you have of a the young NFL. prop. I mean, you said it last week. Is this the end of these, some of these older players? And I think it is. I think Matt Ryan's career is over. I don't think he ever takes another snap again. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I just thought the timing of it. I, I mean, I guess they're, they have, well, thrown, listen, they've thrown Matt in the Ryan towel on the season. Matt Ryan has a shoulder separation in his right arm. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> He also, I mean, he, Matt Ryan couldn't play this week if he wanted to play. Yeah. But what the the surprise was in the league was them coming out and saying, Matt Ryan's done for the year. We're going with Sam. That was the surprise. And I could not agree more with that. I think that that decision might keep the Colts in this thing. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna disagree on this. I I, I think he's uh... you like Heineke, and I'm going with Sam uh, Sam Ellinger. Aren't they the kind of the same player? They're undersized. They're they're not highly touted or highly drafted. I mean, it's an interesting game. The Colts are at home, right? Well, he he to me is is much more reminiscent of um of what's his name on the on the Saints, the the tight end who became the quarterback. Taysom Hill. Yeah, he's just like that. That where that... is the game? It's in Indy. Thank you. I'll take Indianapolis. Let's move on. You're laying three. I don't care. Done. Um, last game of the board. We're not going to do the Monday night game. We're actually going to try to do that on Monday. And on, Did you on skip half. Bills Packers? That's the last game. Oh, it is. Four o'clock yeah. game? Uh, no, no. It's the night card. Oh, it's a night game? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, 820 p.m kickoff in buffalo green bay at buffalo wow uh, some of our friends are making the trip up there i think jeff is heading up with with a group but, oh yeah that's uh, right the line's up to 10 it's it's up to 11 um yeah, what a gang bang on survivor this is gonna be huh My yeah God. and this is gonna be for me either packers or no bet but i i can't bring myself to do it but i again think it's too many i don't, I don't like any of the 10 point favorites this week i know what you said about pittsburgh um and dallas but i i just i'm not laying 10 in the nfl buffalo's gonna cover this line dallas is not a 10 point favorite the nine and a half point favorite it's been nine and a half all week no i know um, but it'll you know it'll go to 10 and well this this is the thing um rogers is nicked up lazard's not playing yeah they haven't really they haven't really been able to establish the run the way that they should with the packers i mean if i was the packers I would run Aaron, uh, what's Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, two out of every three plays. And I would play action off of that. 
and try and hit some of these receivers. I know the receivers are young, inexperienced, and they're not that good. And now that they don't have Lazard and the way the Packer defense has been playing, which has been really bad. I mean, Packers defense preseason was ranked like top five. They have been, I think you look it up because you know, the stats, I think the Packers defense is probably bottom half of the league. If I'm not mistaken. And that's not good enough against Buffalo. Buffalo is Yeah. They're ranked ranked 25th. Yeah. Thank you. That's my point. The point is Buffalo is elite. Yeah. Okay. And I know everyone's saying, Oh, they're ranked number one. It's Aaron Rodgers, And we're getting 10 points. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. And you know, in years past, that might've been smart. They're going to get smoked. I know. I mean, I hear you on the Aaron Jones thing. And the other thing, you know, not only is he their guy, but Randall Cobb's out also, I'm pretty sure. And so Lazard and Cobb, who are the only two other options beside Aaron Jones. And well, they got these young kids. They got Dobbs, they got uh, Watson. I don't even know if Chris Watson's playing yet. I mean, they drafted him. He, you know, he had some plays in the preseason. He's been hurt. I mean, they're not, they're not a healthy team. They're not, they're not, they're not a functioning team right now. I know they're, they're really, I, if there is one game of the of the ten point favorites this week, it would be this one because I, I oh, agree with you. Like this guy Dobbs or like even Sammy Watkins, these guys aren't. And and with this defense, with Buffalo's defense, knowing that Aaron Jones is the only one who can beat them, I they're know. gonna kill them. They're I don't know. Listen, game. I hate betting against Buffalo, especially this year. And I'll tell you, when they play bad teams, they go for the throat, man. They don't let yeah. off. No, I know. Like, they, they, they don't in that. That that they've been that way for the last yeah. few years. They don't just, coach. I know. Their coach takes it to you. He takes it to you, man. And yeah. I'm telling you, if they get this thing down and Rodgers is getting sacked and hit, it's not going to be pretty, man. I almost think they should get him almost out of the game and maybe play this other kid if it gets out of control because he could get hurt in this game. That's how good Buffalo's defense is. Yeah, and the other the other thing about that is is. Aaron Rodgers, his his behavior and his leadership of late is is it's shameful. I mean, he is. I can't believe the things he's saying and his body language and his everything about him is. That's not because of, you disagree with him politically, right? You're just saying the way he handles around his team, right? That has nothing to do with the other stuff. Of course, opinion, I don't even know opinion, his fuck. I don't opinion. even know his fucking politics. I'm totally okay. only talking about football. I I, I just right. like the way that he acts is is a disgrace. I mean, well, I get Jack, it. You got some Jack, young players on your team. They don't know the catch. plays, Jack. They don't know the plays. Well, then learn the fucking play. But that's not him. He knows the plays. They don't know the plays. So he calls them out. He says we got some young guys. They're running the wrong routes. They don't. Like okay. there's is no that continuity. How a leader should, is that how a leader should behave? No, is that how I a leader should you. act? No, the an- I agree with you on that. The answer to that is no, you should not. But they're constantly asking him, what's wrong? What's going on with you guys? What? And the reality is he doesn't have the horses. Okay. You need guys. He lost Devante Adams. The guy was incredible. I know. The I timing with those saying. guys was incredible. I, I know it's frustrating and probably more for it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's when some, you know, when when a when a famous singer suddenly doesn't have any hits anymore, they just go into this mode. But I mean, mm. I, I don't know. I just expected more from him. Yeah, listen, football is a team game, dude. You know, you got to do it with everyone. There's three phases to the game. There's a lot that goes into it. I think the coach is good. I think their personnel is not good. You know, and when you have bad personnel, you have to scheme things up. They don't run the ball enough. They need to run the ball. Punt. And learn how to play defense. Punt. And they don't do it. <laughs> they don't do it, these teams. Like they, yeah. they feel like, oh, we have Aaron Rodgers, and but you don't have the skill guys anymore that you had. You got young guys that don't know what they're doing. They don't even know the goddamn plays. They don't know how to run the routes. And you got Aaron Rodgers out there, and you think that he's gonna do it for you by himself. He's not gonna do it. It's not how it works. Hand the ball off, run the ball. So you put on you put this on LaFleur. I think I do in a little bit. He doesn't recognize what he what he has now. It's not the same team he had, and he's gotten away from the run. And I think I think that in a game like this, especially, you got to try and move the sticks and hold the ball. If Josh Allen has the ball most of the game, you're dead. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, buddy. That brings uh, our week eight preview to a close. Uh, good. We're not going to touch Monday night till. Uh, We're not going to do Monday. We're going to okay. do the. We're going to do the week eight recap on Monday. I know it's Halloween, but we got to get that show in because you want to get a quick playing. college game in here with our beloved um, Syracuse University at six and one hosting Notre Dame. Do you have an opinion there? You know, I I have a weird feeling that we may respond poorly to losing to Clemson last week. I don't know what you think, but um, I I think I'm a little I'm a little nervous about that game tomorrow. What do you think? I think losing to Clemson was very disappointing, especially with the 21-10 lead that we had at the half. And I know we made a bonehead play there to extend their drive. I know the calls didn't go with us and. And the Notre Dame, and, and I, you know, I only saw Notre Dame play once this year, and that was against Ohio State in the opener. And they, their quarterback's very good, and so is their defense. Like I, I, I think this is a, uh, is that this right? is a, this is a step up for us. I mean, I know Clemson. Uh, that's kind of like a, a rivalry that we always get up for. But I, I just, I don't know. I, you know I what, what's the line? I think it's two and a half. Hmm. You know, one of our best boys will be there in the building, Keith Kaplan. Of course. Yeah. Does that bring us luck or jinx us? Does it, do we lose when he goes to games? No, we win. <laughs> we always win. He's then I like us. I like us too. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, um, I love you, man. This is so much fun. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, great uh, show. Uh, we'll touch base. We'll watch these injuries closely. And yeah, uh, I'm going to be sending awesome. out a newsletter to the, uh, to you know, if anybody's not a member of wantamakeabet.com, please join come to the site. Um, I send out a newsletter on Sunday morning with my five top picks. Yep. And of course, uh, our October leagues are winding down. You still have time to get in though. It's totally free to join and be a member. And, I would uh, jump in Megabucks, New York. Anyone who's interested, who likes the, the action, who wants to have that type of upside where you can really cash um, for way more than your entry. I think it really makes a lot of sense on a risk reward basis. If you're a player, and uh, Monday's the deadline. So if you're going to get in, let's. the time is now to get in. I mean, yeah, yeah. Is. Thanks for the reminder. Two, uh, There's two leagues that are still open, Megabucks New York and Megabucks South. One's based here in New York. The other one's yep. based in New Orleans. And um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's great action. There's, a, there's an entry fee and you pay that entry fee and uh, you get 25,000 points three times. And uh, it's all the gambling you'd ever want without the risk. So um, come to the site, sign up, send us an email if you want more information about it. And, uh, and we look forward to seeing everybody this weekend. And, and, good, and good luck to everybody because you're yeah. going to need it to cover. Well, Jack, you know what we always say? Good luck with your selections. Good luck with your selections. And thank God it's not real money. <laughs> See you, pal. All right, buddy. Be good. Bye-bye.